welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel's Miss Marvel. Excelsior, and welcome. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Marvel's Miss Marvel Episodes 1 and 2. As always, our thanks to Disney Plus Canada for getting these episodes to us early for review. Uh, but before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of TV, movies, games, toys, collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Now let me and begin by introducing my two cosmic co-hosts. First up, Justin, the long, lanky, and limber Lawrence. Well, that works, but that other one did not work. It, it, well, I don't what? know what you're going for. Come there. on, embiggen. That's her power. She embiggens, oh. dude. No, uh, I, I got it the first time. It was a stretch, though. <laughs> ah, get well, it? Now, that was better. Th- there you go. There you go. I was going to say, speaking of stretches, stretching out to join us, we also have Kevin, the knockout king of the cosmos, Hudson. How you doing? <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Ready to knock this review out of the park. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I think it's crazy, though, that we're already reviewing yet another Marvel Disney Plus show. I mean, it just seems like it's nonstop. And then we've got another one in the wings. And it's just it's it's absolutely crazy. Well, they're doing a really nice uh, ballet, if you will, of Disney Plus, then theatrical release. So we had Moon Knight and then Doctor Strange. Now we got Ms. Marvel and we're about to get Thor at the beginning of July. It's 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 fantastic. And I I I'm just happy to be a geek right now. I think we've we've been talking the past few weeks uh, with everything going on in the world of of Star Wars and Marvel, uh, and even outside of that, with the the upcut or with the recent release of the Boys. Um, just all geeky properties uh, are 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 happening, and it's it's really great. Uh, but before we stretch this opening too thin, let me start by looping you in on the details for this series. Marvel Studios' Miss Marvel is a new original series that introduces Kamala Khan, a Muslim-American teenager growing up in Jersey City. An avid gamer and voracious fan fiction scribe, Kamala is a superhero mega-fan with an oversized imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Yet, Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in at school, and sometimes even at home, that is, until she gets superpowers like the heroes she's always looked up to. Life gets better with superpowers, right? I think that's kind of the, what they're going for. Uh, Miss Marvel will air weekly on Disney Plus beginning June 8th, 2022. And the show was created by Bisha K. Ali. And the two episodes we've watched are directed by Adil Al-Arabi and Bilal Falah, who uh, we actually had an interview with, which is up right now. You can go check that out. Justin did a, a wonderful job on that interview and uh, I think carried... He he got he caught the hype bug off of the off those oh, yeah. two guys. They were they were hype. Uh, oh and, man, uh, they're so much fun. <laughs> it was so good. You have to check out that interview and and see who they would cosplay as uh, in uh, at, at the local uh, Avengers Con. Um, and the second episode was directed by Mira Menon. Uh, Miss Marvel stars Iman Vellani, Matt Lintz, Yasmin Fletcher, Zenobia Shroff, Mohan Kapoor, Sagar Sheik. Uh, Rish Shah, Fawad Khan, Laurel Marsden, Adaku Ononogbo, Laith Nakli, Nimra Buka, Tavina Springer, and Aramis Knight. So guys, let's get right to it. 
This show freaking slaps, giving me mad Disney Channel vibes, but with Marvel-level production value and incredible style. Uh, let's start with, with you know, what did you, what did you like, or even I would go so far as to say probably love about these first two episodes of Miss Marvel? I absolutely loved the visual style. Uh, this first episode especially, Dylan Bilal lay the groundwork for just the imagination that lives within Kamala Khan and, and just how that's represented in, in animations and graphics to help convey, you know, emotions and, and even just literal text messages that you'll just see. I think they had fun with that. It builds its own style. It feels familiar in certain aspects, like we were talking offline about, you know, Into the Spider-Verse or, mm-hmm. or uh, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. uh, which which you pointed out was, was actually in one of the episodes yeah there's like there's a nod to it i think that that you know again it's all overtly intentional um but it's it feels fresh because it's being done in its own way for this series as as a way to kind of define it and that's continued right into episode two even though uh you know they have different directors the visual style is just it's fluidly kept through uh and just things like they they employ sort of spinning camera techniques and a lot of interesting ways that the the camera moves and again just very fluidly kept between episode one and two so it feels like spiritually the same visual style if you will well you brought up even just the text messages i think uh, seeing the environment adapt to those messages in such a a a very fresh and and different way than we've seen before we've seen the thing sometimes of the messages appearing in in the world but this is just done in such a fantastic way and it's so stylish and it's so much fun to watch um you know we're obviously we'll touch upon the music which is incredible but i feel like you could watch this show muted and still have a blast with just how f- much fun it is to look at. Um, and I think that's one of the, the best aspects. And I think that really does speak to, again, this, this visual style that they've, they've crafted for, for this series. Yeah, I, I certainly think it's, it's one of the more unique uh, and vibrant-looking uh, shows or, or even just Marvel properties of late that yes. we've seen. Yes. Um, but what I think even enhances that is just... It just feels like there's a production value level that's higher than we've maybe gotten on some previous TV shows on Disney+. Plus. I mean, you know, not to stray too far, but one of my biggest issues with Obi-Wan is that it feels like very much like a TV show and not the kind of movie quality setup that we're used to with that character. And so that's always almost a concern that I have with these Marvel shows is that it'll feel too much like a TV show in a world of big, very high-budget movies. And yet this show, maybe because it is so simple and grounded at the root of what's going on here, they're able to make it just feel like a big production. I, I, I was really, really blown away, not just with how fun everything looked, but how good it looked, too. And I, I have to say, like, speaking of the look of the show, I mean, I think the comic translation is so fantastic. Taking really what G. Willow Wilson established uh, in that era of Kamala Khan, the way that they've translated the story to fit within the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is in a way that as somebody who like I read a majority of those comics, I didn't find it to be offensive in any way. It didn't feel like it was um, steering the characters in a completely different direction. Well, at the same time, it still gives me something new and exciting to watch. Um, and there's a ton of, if you did read the comics, look in the background of, of these episodes. There's so many really neat Easter eggs that I'm sure we're going to be pointing out on a future Watch Club. You called it out. It, it has the right parts of the comic book adapted for the MCU. They're finding a way to take 
what has helped tell Kamala Khan's story in the comic books and adapt it into the MCU like flawlessly. It's really working. And I, I, I brought up the music earlier. It, the music selections are are so awesome. It's, oh, they slap, it, man. It's, They're so good. But the, the best part about it is it, you know, it's kind of something we highlighted in Turning Red, right? Where we hear mm. a blend of music that's very much Kamala's culture, but infused with modern day trap, hip hop music. Yeah. And, it, and the coolest thing about it is it continues the main theme of her character, which is her desperately trying to honor her culture and her family while also finding and defining her own path and, and, and staying true to who she is. Yeah. And I think it's, no. it's just, it's really smart and it, and it, it does such a good job to, again, elevate that theme and, that's what I, when we talk about confidence in a show and like a show being confident in every single aspect, that's a, that, that shows that level of confidence that even the music is playing a part of the story. And I just think it's so well done. I can't wait for the soundtrack for this one. Uh, but I also wanted to bring up, obviously, our main star, uh, Canadian born yeah. Iman Vellani, is perfect as Kamala Khan. I mean, I, I can't. I really can't see anyone else playing the character. And, you know, the directors have said, and we've all seen that video where she learned she got the part of Kamala Khan. She's such a huge Marvel fan. And I think that's another one of the like kind of the coolest aspects about the show from a writing standpoint is more than ever, we get to live through this character that is so relatable. Uh, and, and she, you know, especially in her love for, for Marvel, but also the fact that she, you know, her character highlights for some people, um, a culture that they feel seen in. And then it also will introduce to a lot of people, a lot of audiences, a beautiful culture that needs to be highlighted more and more, especially in the world that we live in today. And so I just think that's it's a fantastic aspect about the character of Kamala Khan is that we get these two worlds fused together. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's that's intentional. That's why this story is being told now. It, it it's relevant. It needs to be told. There's there's a large audience of people that this this series speaks to, which is why it was so successful when it it came out in 2012, right? Like they they've commented on the fact that she hasn't been in Marvel Comics for that long, but she's already being adapted for the MCU because her story is that relevant. So you know, Imam Vellani's portrayal of of Kamala Khan it doesn't even seem like acting. It, it just seems like it's inherently. Who yeah. she is? Obviously, she's acting. Obviously, she is. Sure. She's 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 adjusting to 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 tell the story, but it just feels so natural. It feels so real to who she is in real life. Probably that there's there's very little differentiation. You know, the, I think uh, Dylan Bilal in in uh, the movie podcast, um, their their interview, they talked about how their lives are just so parallel to one another. It it feels inherently in her to be Kamala Khan. And I think I think that can be said for for almost the entire cast. Um, yes. You know, Nate, you said you said off the top of the program something about uh, being a Disney Channel esque show, and and I think that was my biggest fear here is is when when you know the show almost seemed like it might be a little too playful, a little bit too cutesy, mm. almost a little too young to fit in with the bigger picture here. But these characters just have such a great sense of self all of them in their various roles and and it doesn't come off kiddish or childish or simple in any regards they're really deep layered characters with great personalities that i just want to explore and, and get to know even more and so i was really really impressed with how even the supporting characters just make kamala that much more interesting and that much better in the long run 
Yeah, Matt Lintz as Bruno is another great casting. I mean, when the moment I heard him, it's the voice that I was reading in those comic books, like almost to a T. And and you can already tell just based off his performance and his writing how much he cares for Kamala and her family. And I also think her family is incredibly cast. Like Zenobia Shroff as Muniba and Mohan Kapoor are obviously the heart of this story. And there's a particular moment that really got me choked up with them, uh, especially Mohan Kapoor's character. Um, and I also loved the interaction between him and Bruno in these episodes. We see Bruno introduces him. I won't spoil it too much, but let's just say he introduces him to a famous piece of modern tech. And he's just so elated with what Bruno has done. But then you see immediately afterwards just how frustrated he is the moment it stops working for him. Like, it's just, it's the perfect, relatable you know, dad sort of character. Um, and I absolutely loved it. It was so good. In terms of the friends of Kamala Khan, I, I really liked uh, Nack, uh, played by Yasmin Fletcher. There's this moment in, in episode two where she's explaining a bit about her own ideas around representation, around identity, and, and just, you know, balancing what people think to what her family thinks. And just and it, it does really kind of surmise the sort of journey that Kamala Khan is on as well in a different way. I think her character really stands out again as someone who's just naturally just feels very connected to the character that she's portraying. And yeah, Mohan Kapoor, who plays Yusuf Khan, uh, so charming. Even right? just there's a moment where he's 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 like telling a story and it's just it's absolutely captivating. Oh, and I think it, that's what you envisioned from from Yusuf Khan in Ms. Marvel's comic books is just being very captivating and very charming as a father. Right. So. Oh, my gosh. I just again. And Kevin, you, you just said it like it, it, they just feel like such real people. And I think that's the biggest difference. Right. As you said, between something like a like a Disney or like a WB style show and yeah. and, this. CW, and, it, yeah. and it has to do with the writing and it has to do with the performances and it has to do with the direction of this uh, of this show and the show is also just so funny uh i was laughing out loud in my hotel room watching this and just like you know we get to see kamala uh trying to get her driver's license at one point and it's absolutely such a fun sort of just it's so quick it's so witty um but it's not it, it, it's not so quick. Like, it's not like Gilmore Girls fast-talking <laughs> kind of humor. It still is understandable, at least. And I, I don't know, man. I just, I dug, I, I, was on, I was hanging on every single line and every single joke. It was so good. Yeah, I, I think also just really connecting the story to Jersey. How they've established the city as its own character, I think, is is really, really great. And, and the locations that they're shooting in, I think it, it captures the landscape of mixed cultures living within America, which I think is 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 very interesting. And it does so so quickly and without an overt amount of of sort of exposition. To, yeah. Right. It doesn't it no. doesn't need to overtly explain it's things. life. Right, but it yeah. still it still does little things where whether it be a visual cue or a music cue to let you know that hey this item is special or this moment is special and it really helps to show and not tell which is again when you've got to show this confident in what it's sort of gunning towards story-wise is so refreshing that it doesn't need to again tell you every single aspect about it it just introduces you to the characters it introduces you to the world uh, to the world and and to the city of jersey city and it does it really quickly within these first two episodes just to get us going and it, it just 
I, I don't know if I have anything I didn't like. But uh, Kevin, do we have anything? Is there anything uh, left that we we want to shout out that we loved or liked before we talk about dislike? I, I was just I was just gonna say. I mean, I've I've only been a couple times, but this is not uh, a, the New Jersey uh, that I've ever visited uh, in terms <laughs> of the the just the vibrancy and the and the color and the life that they've they've brought to the city. I'm more familiar with. Um, when Bruno says, "Oh, uh, you're, that bike is gone," well, you know that bike is not <laughs> yeah. going to be there when you get back. That's that's yeah. sort of more my impressions of the city. But uh, any anything you can do to sort of change perception is is always a good thing. And you know the show's doing that in so many different ways. So it's it's just successful in in every regard. And I love you know, again. We talk about storytelling through the visual medium, and. In a way, I almost take exactly what you just said there, Kevin. And I see this Jersey City is presented in the way that Kamala sees Kamala her Jersey sees, City, exactly. right? And this exactly. is her, colorful, and that's why it vibrant. can be colorful and yes. vibrant because that's yeah. her yes. experience through that's it. That's who I she is. Yes, that's exactly. so yeah. freaking cool. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah. we're pretty stoked on this show. Uh, we're we're getting a little bit uh, stretched out here. Um, I want. I'm never going to stop. That's going to go through the entire watch club. I'm just going to make jokes like that. Uh, so be, be prepared. Uh, but um, but you know, was there anything that we maybe didn't like or found that um, maybe could have been a bit better uh, in regards to these two episodes? I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's really tough to to sort of nitpick something that I enjoyed this much. I will say. You know, we are now two episodes in out of six, and we really mm-hmm. don't. I mean, we've just at the very end of the second episode started to feel any sort of perceived threat or danger or any real stakes. The MCU, I mean, I know you've got to sort yes. of, you've got to sort of take your time with that, but it did feel. Um, it was pretty light on any real danger or anything like that, and so I'm just wondering. I mean, I know this is really just to sort of set up her involvement in bigger uh, projects like the Marvels. Um, but so I'm just wondering how much time they really have left to do anything here, considering we're already a third of the way through the runtime. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that much of a concern. I, I, I get what you're saying, though. I think these first two episodes are very much the origin story. And we haven't really gotten into the MCU qualities yet. We've we've kind of peeking behind the curtain. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I get what you mean, but I, I think they have enough time to 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 make it still meaningful and make it impactful, um, and and hit home a, a strong message. And you know, we're at a point now with these these MCU Disney Plus shows that I feel like we can see trends, and you know, there's definitely a trend of some of these shows dipping in the middle, and and coming up a, a little bit. Uh, near the end and I know there's a lot of people on the internet that usually say like the finales never stick the landing or what have you so it'll be really interesting to see Um, I think these first two episodes set a really high bar Um, so let's get to our our rating um, for these episodes which we're going to rate on a scale of one to five sloth babies Um, as you know we know Kamala loves sloth babies Um, so yeah just feel free to just throw out two ratings for for uh each episode and you know are your overall thoughts of these first two episodes justin why don't you kick us off well yeah i i think this uh these first two episodes are are absolutely cosmic uh they're they're a delight (laughs) they're imaginative they're fun they're they're extremely bold with their artistic visuals that very much capture the imaginative side of kamala khan and and nate as you pointed out the choice of music to help represent personality and culture it confidently knows what it wants to say, um, and, and it's clear in these first two episodes. It's a unique perspective that feels genuine, and it, as it deals with 
concepts around identity and, and knowing oneself as a means to help tell Kamala's story. And given that Kamala is a Muslim American growing up in Jersey, this is a story that needs to be told now more than ever, as it's relevant to a wider audience of people than we could ever understand. And I think, as I was mentioning, you know, with Adil and Bilal directing the first episode and planning out sort of the visual looks and the themes through that first episode, they're continued like flawlessly into episode two with a new director jumping aboard to to continue the story. I think the show is destined to be a hit as, as it stays grounded in, in core human values like friendship, family and culture by a cast that feels real, that feels like they're embracing their character as who they really are. But the real super strength of this series is Iman Vellani's charming portrayal of Kamala Khan. It, it doesn't even seem like acting. It It's so natural and flawless. It, it feels inherently like Iman and Kamala are one. So yeah, these two episodes were fantastic. I am stoked to see more. I am giving both of these episodes a five out of five sloth babies. Woo! So there you go. Fantastic. All right. The sloth babies I'm are hyped flying for this series. I, I was high. I was hyped for this series going into it and it did not disappoint. So yeah. Yeah. Five out of five. That's fantastic. Kevin, how about yourself? Uh, I have to say I was I was really, really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed uh, these these first two episodes here, and it and it wasn't and it wasn't like oh it kind of grew on me. It was it took about thirty seconds of being on my TV, and I went oh this is fun. Let's see where this goes. It just it 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 knows exactly what it is. It knows exactly the story it wants to tell, and it just has such a fun sense of self through its characters, through its settings, through its music, through everything we've talked about. I know we've talked a lot about the amazing visuals. I thought they did a bit better job in the first one of doing all those little sort of environmental interactions with characters' thoughts and texts and everything. I almost would have liked to have seen more of that in episode two, but there were still enough that it felt like a continuation of that first episode. Um, I just think this show does such a good job of not taking itself too seriously, which I'm finding a lot of Phase 4 is doing right now. It's it's almost, it's not having enough fun like a superhero story should, and yet it's also not going too cheesy, too cornball like a particular movie um, uh, that, that was just in theaters in the MCU. I think it finds the right balance of having fun, but but not feeling cheesy. And I think that's what I was really afraid of is it was going to come off as almost campy or way too kiddish. And it's none of those things. Um, I'm instantly uh, invested in, in the character of both Kamala and, and, and Miss Marvel as, as we sort of find her and she finds that character herself. I'm, I'm so excited to see, watch her grow and watch her really, you know, just take leaps and, and bounce forward as the character. Uh, I think the casting here is just impeccable at some of the best work they've done. This is my favorite new character to, to enter the MCU fray in a very, very long time. And so that really just blew me away. I can't wait to see more. And I think people are going to absolutely love the heck out of this show. I uh, can't wait to uh, to see the general consensus when it uh, finally comes out. I'm going to give this uh, both episodes. They're, they're right on par with each other. They, they deserve a solid 4.7 out of 5 sloth babies. Ooh, okay. Wow. I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're loving it. Um, overall, the, the future of the MCU seems to be focusing on younger and younger heroes. And 
the the coolest part is that all these characters have grown up and have lived in the world that we've seen progress over these last 14 years. And this show just shows how much fun it can be to not only follow a younger hero, but also how much style can still be infused in what is essentially one of the longest running cinematic universes to date. It's just, it's crazy that yes, there's a lot of, it references a lot of things, but it still has its own unique style at the end of the day. And that's just awesome that we're still getting that. Um, You know, we say it every single time, but it feels fresh, feels new, it feels exciting. Um, But specifically with this show, it has, so much heart and you can tell that from everyone who's you know on the screen or behind it um they're so invested and i really just can't wait to see where they take it next uh like you kevin i thought it might have been a little bit of a campy wb style t drama sort of show and, and we you know knowing the comic books we might still get a little bit of that campy teen drama but if they do it with the with the wit and the the sort of the snappiness of the writing that we've gotten so far I'm I'm totally for it. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I, I think it won't feel cheesy or ca- or campy. It'll feel fun and 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 fresh and exciting. And I don't know. It just it feels like the comic book has come to life, but they're still giving me something new. They're still giving us a new story, and I can't wait to see where they these characters end up next. So overall, uh, like you, Justin, I'm giving both these episodes five out of five. Sloth babies. This show slaps. This show is so good. Um, well, that is it for our review. We hope you enjoyed this review for Miss Marvel, uh, episodes one and two. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on Miss Marvel or even your theories for where you think this show could go, well, you can stretch out your cosmic purple arms and reach us at our email, which, uh, Justin, I, um, unfortunately I've seen to be hit with some Terrigen Mist. I can't seem to remember where they can reach us. Justin, you let <laughs> let our listeners know how they can reach us. Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows and games, including our aforementioned interview with uh, Miss Marvel's directors, Adil and Bilal, uh, as well as our recent spoiler-free reviews for the Bob's Burger movie and Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1. Plus, we currently have our Watch Club for Obi-Wan well underway with our first three episodes out now, and we're also going to be having our Watch Club for this very series, Miss Marvel, where we're going to break down every single moment of the show every single week uh, and give our thoughts and theories on where we think Kamala's adventure might take her next. Uh, and I mean that we're not done there. This has been such a busy, packed uh, little little bit of, of time, and it's it's only going to get busier for for us here at the Geek Centric Podcast. Um, we actually have yet another giveaway because uh, our wonderful friends at Disney Studios Canada have uh, helped us with yet another giveaway. Um, and you know, if you want to answer the call, you can go see Lightyear early on June fifteenth with three other Space Rangers. You might get to see it early. And again, this is open for folks who are in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. Uh, Just make sure to hop on to our Instagram and follow us. Comment with your city and make sure to tag those three other members of your crew for a chance to win four tickets. Uh, The giveaway does close June 13th. Uh, and Lightyear is in theaters June 17th. So everyone who's listening who live in one of those cities, please 
hop onto the Instagram, show us some love over there, and uh, get your get your Space Ranger on, you know, to infinity and beyond. Uh, well, and then I, I think the only other thing to mention is we, we do uh, usually have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes every single Wednesday uh, where we bring you the latest news and trailer reactions. Um, and uh, we, we skipped a week this week just because of how busy it has gotten. However, um, we've got a doozy of an episode still out there uh, where Justin kind of does a little bit of an interview with Darcy and I where Darcy and I recant all of the amazing, wonderful memories from Star Wars Celebration. We discuss all the reveals, all the trailers, all the hype moments, uh, and even some moments from trailers that no one has seen but us. Uh, I mean, everyone at the convention, that is. Uh, so <laughs> go give those episodes a listen. Go hear how much FOMO Justin had on that episode. It was great. Uh, and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. All right. Lanky, lengthy Justin, and Cosmic Kev, thank you so much for joining me for this review. And as we say, love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.